I can hear your kids. God dang it, Dan. I said silence. Dude, I mean, they're my fucking kids. What'd you expect? (laughs) All right, let's do this. My name's Bobby Walker with Journey of a New Entrepreneur, and I've got one message for you. Don't be a bitch! What is going on, everybody? It's Bobby here with Journey of a New Entrepreneur, coming at you with my boy, Dan Plata. It's really Plata, but I I kind of knew it as Plata, so I'm never going to change. Sorry, Dan. You know, it's one of those things that you just don't correct people on, and eventually I'm going to start calling myself Plata. Well, you should, because everyone I know calls you that. But welcome back to the show, everybody. I've got Dan. He is, uh, he's just the man. He is just like a renaissance man. He does anything. He does everything, and he does it really, really well. And I can't wait to get into it. We're going to be talking about planning your 2021 business plan or creating your 2021 business plan. But before we do... I want to give a big, huge shout out to Responsibid, the show sponsor. Guys, Responsibid, it's just the best. It doesn't make me, you know, just thousands and thousands of dollars every day, but it does that probably more than once a week for me, you know, and it really makes me even more money than what I realized because of everything it's doing in the background. But ultimately, Responsibid is the most powerful sales tool for the home service industry. It does things like be a 24 hour a day, seven day a week, 365 and a quarter day a year salesperson. He never goes to sleep or she never goes to sleep. She's on your website. He's on your website giving customers accurate quotes for your services. It also allows people to schedule themselves on your schedule. And when I say that, I know people are like, oh my God, that just can't work because I got to, no, it can work. It does work and it's freaking awesome. It's got intelligence built into it. You put all the parameters and the criteria there. It'll only do what you allow it to do. It makes it easy for your employees. I hired an admin a few, uh, few weeks ago and on day one, not only did I go through like my sales script or my inbound phone script with her and teach her how to do that, but she was actually scheduling jobs effectively in my business on day one. It's awesome. Responsibid also makes it easy for your sales reps when you're out selling in person to put the quotes together quickly. And raise your hand if you've ever been in sales and you didn't follow up like you knew you should. But that would be every person that's ever been in sales in their life. And uh, Responsibid, it handles the follow-up. If you give a quote and they don't buy from you, it's going to stay in front of them until they do. If they tell you to take a hike, guess what? It's going to even follow up with those people, and you'll get more work down the road. And when you do – oh, what? I was going to say, I didn't know we were doing a Responsibid commercial, but I today had a conversation with our pal Megan Likes, mm-hmm. who does, who's a finance nerd right along with me, and she has a bookkeeping business. And she was talking about how she's implementing Responsibid for her accounting business. And I was like, damn it. Why am I not using Responsibid for my bookkeeping business? Yeah. I quote a bunch of people on bookkeeping. I could make it so much easier for them right so now. So freaking easy. Talk to me. <laughs> I require my future clients to talk to me. And they don't want to. They just want to see me do this sort of stuff. And then buy bookkeeping. So I need to, I need to, Megan kindly reminded me like, Dan, you're a dumbass. Get Responsibid. Yeah. <laughs> so... so- yeah, so that that's kind of responsive. If you want to know more about it, just go listen to the old shows because I talk about it every time. But if you want to try it out, you can get, as a Journey of a New Entrepreneur listener, a free month of service and a lower monthly rate. That's exclusive just for JNE listeners. You can get it by going to jnebid.com. So that's J-N-E, like Journey of a New Entrepreneur, B-I-D, like responsive com. Go check it out. And don't forget 10 to 1 ROI guarantee. If you don't get a 10 to 1 return on your investment with Responsibid, you don't pay for Responsibid. That's how confident they are in their product. And that's why I'm so confident. Always, always preaching at you about it. Guys, here's the deal. You need to get it because you're leaving money on the table. Go check it out. Check it out for free. JDBid.com. Dan. Boom. 
we have got it, it's December second. Yeah, it's December second, and we are. Um, well, hell, it, you know that means it's almost January first. <laughs> so if you weren't that's following, exactly what that means. yeah, that's, that's exactly what that means. Um, and it, it really means that if we haven't got our budgets for 2021 and our plan more specifically for 2021 put together, we're really behind and I'm behind. Uh, I actually have a, I'm looking up here at my quarter four success criteria on the board and I need to have all of my goals and my business plan in writing by the 14th of this month. And I feel that I was really kind of lazy pushing it off that long. But, but I'm working on mine. You know, I've talked to you a little bit about it. Um, I know you're working on it because you've got like, what, 42 businesses that you run. I don't know how many. You, well, you got about seven or eight businesses that you're the CEO yeah, of. I'm doing six. I got six right now. Okay. You're down to six. You must have uh, got rid of one. Huh? Well, I guess two. it depends if you carve up like recruiting separate from bookkeeping. I kind of say that's all one admin business. Yeah. All right. Sure. Well, for six those. To eight, depending on how you look at it. Well, I think most of you guys know Dan. He's been on the show, I think, twice in the past. He's become a very, very close friend of mine. I can't wait to go ice fishing with you here. And yeah, gosh, yeah. it's actually really close. Right it's like, yeah, holy crap. Oh, That's yeah. going to be here in no time. Um, but I can't wait to uh, go hang out with you. Caleb and I are going up to uh, uh, Minnesota and doing it in the middle of the winter. It's, I don't know why I'm leaving Florida in January to go to Minnesota, but we're going real long up here yeah <laughs> so we're gonna be going up there and and uh, pulling some fish out of the water well dan is gonna be pulling fish out of the water while i'm uh you know drinking beer and playing board games and stuff like that and trying to you know go to the bathroom in a bucket outside when it's 20 to go below i know that's too much people but that, i don't understand how you northerners do this stuff it's just crazy but anyway it's, dan yeah, it's too fun <laughs> but Dan's been on the show a couple times, so I'm sure you guys know him. But if you don't, I'll just give the quick uh, quick intro here, which is uh, uh, he was in the corporate world doing boring corporate stuff there for a long time. Ended up hopping into the home service industry up in uh, the Minneapolis area, and he's got a couple of partners. Actually, Dan and I have some mutual partners in our businesses, and Dan, you know, I guess runs, I think, uh, five service businesses as well as his bookkeeping and uh, accounting or bookkeeping and recruiting service that he has. And most of his time, goes towards that bookkeeping and recruiting service because he's done a very good job managing the other service businesses in about, what, three or four states or so that are kind of all spread out. He's got other people in place running those things. And like I said at the beginning, man, he's just a badass and, and I have a great deal of respect for him. So, Dan, welcome back to the show. What do we need to do, man? What's like, like, just let's just talk a second kind of on the philosophy. What, what's the point of, you know, going into the new year with an actual written uh, business plan? So my first thing would be, you don't need to do anything because I already did it for you. So that's, that's like the big thing we, I, because we have a hundred bookkeeping clients and we're in multiple different industries, we see what the best run scaling businesses are doing. We took all that info and basically built a target budget for everybody by industry. Um, so when I talk about the philosophy behind that and how we get to it, the thing you need to do is to go get it. So we'll talk about that in a little bit, um, where to go get that target budget that's pre-built for you by industry. If you're watching this, you're probably doing pressure washing or window cleaning, I'll say, but if you do home cleaning or gutter cleaning or janitorial or lawn care and landscaping stuff, we'll have target budgets for all of those industries. Um, the point of it, Bobby, is uh, what gets measured gets fixed or gets improved. And so if you're not setting benchmarks and measuring yourself against them and you're just running your business out of your bank account you might feel like you're making money or revenue might be coming in and deposits might be coming in but if you don't know where that money is getting spent and how you're getting more of them mm -hmm. you just start spinning your wheels right there yeah and we see that a lot from people that we take over bookkeeping for which is they typically come to me and say it's two things dan um I don't know what's going on in my business. Like I can't tell. I could tell when it was just me and I was going and doing work and I put the money in and I didn't have a bunch of expenses. It was just like I had this trailer and this equipment. I go out and do work and put the money in it. It was great. Uh, now I'm starting to get employees and I've got this overhead expenses, whatever. Um, and so things get too complicated. And if you're not 
building a plan out, you can't just run that out of your bank account and be profitable and successful. It just gets too messy. Yeah. Um, and, well, the and other- there's another just to interject on that, but there's also more than than that. Uh, let, let's say you're running off of the bank account. You know, you're like, okay, there's money in there. I'll I'll, I'll buy the new machine, or I'll invest over here. I'll do X, Y, and Z. Um, if you don't have the plan, you know, you, you're not sitting there, and you're not able to look into the future and know what to expect on that ebbs and the flow, uh, ebb and flow of your business. And when you put that plan together, you know, okay, there's money in that account, but it needs to stay there because of what I'm expecting three months from now or something, something like that as well. Exactly. I mean, we're doing that in all of our businesses right now is January and February is really slow for us. We're still clipping some work out even in Minneapolis right now, but that'll end in a week or two. Mm-hmm. So we're looking at March, April. What does our cash flow position look like after three months of not making any money? Can we afford to pay our taxes? Do we keep admin staff on? What do we have them working on? What, you know, how, who goes on unemployment? Like, all of those things are going to happen over the next three months. And if we're not planning and budgeting for that, and then we're not having that discussion, then we get to March and we go, Oh shit. Uh, we don't have any money left and we have a tax bill from last year to pay and all of the other things that drain our cash. So um, super important as part of the process to know what the hell's coming up and have a game plan for it. Absolutely. And then when we're planning, you know, we, we trim a lot of that fat. And we can actually, uh, you know, achieve our goals quicker because when we're looking now, I always tell people, you know, don't make, don't set goals for like the whole year, you know, let's set shorter, like quarterly goals. But when I say that I still build a one-year plan, but then I take that plan and I say, okay, here's where I want to be at the end of the year. What do I need to do in that first quarter to make sure that I'm ready to go and setting myself up, you know, for the next quarter, next quarter, next quarter. And uh, when, so we, we build this one year plan in place, but then we'll, we'll come down and break it into bite sized pieces, but we can't put it in the bite sized piece until we have that big hunk of meat out there. But when we do that, it allows us to trim with this meat. Uh, uh, You're just a butcher tonight. You're analogy. Going- yeah. This, this yeah. meat, this meat analogy is great, but, um, but you know, we get to trim that, that fat out when we're planning for the whole year. And that gives us more to invest in the business and to grow quicker. You know, that's, that's just the honest truth. And let me challenge some of the listeners out there right now. So we're going to do the no bitch zone challenge just for a second. There's some people out there that they wear, wear this as a badge of honor. Now, if this is you, I'm, I'm going to push back on you a little bit, but I'm doing it with love. If you wear with a badge of honor, you know, well, I'm just better at flying, flying by the seat of my pants, or I, I like being nimble, and I like you're celebrating um, foolishness. You're, you're celebrating ignorance at that point. Um, a business will not operate better flying by the seat of your pants than it will if you plan it and then execute. And then your, your response might be, well, none of the plans ever go as planned. Of course they don't. But they, they go a lot closer to, to being <laughs> the way you want than if you're flying by the seat of your pants. Successful people don't do it by the seat of their pants. Now, you, you might say, well, Bob, I know a guy over here that does it. Sure, he's one of the lottery winners. You know what I mean? He's one of the guys that, that – um, uh, you know, I, I don't want to say he got lucky, but he's one of the guys that defied the odds on that. So I really, really want to challenge my listeners, especially those of you in the toolkit and the new entrepreneurs toolkit. Um, I really want to challenge you. I really want to push you do exactly what we're going to be talking about here in just a second. Uh, Dan's got free templates. It costs you nothing. Okay. Free templates that you can go download. If you got a maid service or if you got a uh, pressure washing company or window cleaning company or whatever else. I don't know. Every, I think he's done lawn care and all these different things. You can download the template and the template already has the guidelines built out saying, this is probably about where you should be in these categories. You take it, you plug your information in, you tweak it, you play with it, and then you go into the year with that plan. So, um, so Dan, let's just, let's just talk about it. What the hell do we do let me tell you what I've done in the past, like kind of from the corporate world. And then you tell me if you like it, what do we do? To, where do we even start on making the plan? Like if I said, okay, well, 2021, do I say, well, I need a top line revenue goal. 
and then build it from there? Do I say, oh, I have a marketing goal and build it from there? Do I say, well, I don't want to spend more than X on expenses and build it from there? Uh, what we did in the corporate world with my previous company, and it's what I've done the last few, you know, what, three years uh, in this company, is I've started out and said, here's the revenue target I want to hit. Now, the reason I pick a revenue target is you can't have any profit if you don't have any revenue to begin with, you know? So, I mean, I guess I could say, here's my profit goal. But at the end of the day, I say, here's the revenue goal that I want to hit kind of with an idea of what I want the profit to be left with that. And then from there, I start subtracting, you know? So if I want to, if I want to make a million dollars next year, then I would say, okay, the first expense I'm going to have is marketing and I start building that out. Then I would say the next expense I'm going to have is sales and I'd build that out. And then the next expense is going to be my, you know, GNA, you know, my office expenses and fixed expenses and things like that. And then uh, the last one is going to be like uh, uh, operations, you know, kind of type of thing. How would you do it? So when you're sitting here for all the listeners that, that are saying, Dan, I have no clue. This is my first rodeo or it's not my first rodeo, but it's the first time I'm going to plan. Where do I start? So you start by downloading the budget so that it's done for you. And I'll put that link in the show notes so you guys can just yep. click on the link here. Yep. Yourblueskies.com. As Bobby said, it's free. I actually like, so I built all these things for free and I'm like, I've spent so many years aggregating these numbers and so many, uh, like studying so hard on it. And then I gave away for free and now it's hard to go back. I was like, I should have charged like a few hundred bucks. For you should <laughs> Honestly, really, you should have. <laughs> you really, I really, I've even thought about pulling the plug on free and just saying, sorry, if you didn't get it for free by now, too bad. Yeah. <laughs> hundred bucks. Cause it's so like, it's you, uh, for, I'm listen. Sure sitting somewhere being like, you effing idiot. Why did you give that away? Like you've literally spent a decade building, like understanding that and learning that. Mm. And then you just gave it away. Anyway, so go download it, yourblueskies.com. Bobby, so you had said it's like by bucket. It's even by line item. Mm -hmm. It says how much to spend on labor, how much to spend on supplies for each different industry, like 50 different line items of expenses. It has the exact percentage based on all the clients we do books for and who's successful and what you should be targeting for scaling your business. As far as how we build up a budget, yes, it starts with sales. So having a sales target is important. Having a sales goal is important. So that's the starting point. Um, you had mentioned like going through your marketing and then your SGNA and your admin stuff because we're so in a, in the service industry. So you're referencing your corporate experience hey, where Dan. you guys were uh, hey, selling and installing security systems. Are you there? Hey, back yeah, up. Did I freeze up? You froze up just for a second. So uh, yeah. just back up about 10 seconds. So, so when you were talking about how you did it in the corporate world, you were at a secure, you were selling security systems and installing security systems. So you had said you start with sales and then you have marketing and then sales expenses and then administrative expenses in the service industry. We're so like the thing that we're selling is labor, right? We're not selling a system. We're selling ourselves, our team. So the thing we usually start with the first expense is cost of goods sold. Once mm -hmm. we know our sales number. Um, and then we work down from there and I'll get, I'll circle back into how to target and measure those buckets for your industry and like what you should be thinking about in each one of those. And by the way, my target budget shows you exactly what should fall into each category, how to build out all your stuff. Like it's already in there. It just has, it literally has everything. Um, when we build our budgets at blue skies, like, yes, we start with sales but we don't just want to play pin the tail on the donkey and say, I'm going to do a million in sales. Yeah. Um, just saying you're going to do something and, and punching those numbers in doesn't do shit to help you hit it. Mm -hmm. So you have to like, yes, you want to have a sales target, but to take it to the next level, you need to understand how you make those sales happen. You make them happen by marketing and how much you need to pay in marketing to go get a client, mm -hmm. your, your client acquisition cost. You could even break that down into like how much you need to pay per lead and then how many leads you need to convert into one client if you really want to nerd out on it. Um, so how much you need to spend in marketing to get a client, how many clients your salesperson is going to sell above and beyond the leads that you get, mm -hmm. how many referrals you're going to get, and how many repeats you're going to get. Yep. Um, if you're in a recurring service business like home cleaning or fertilizing or lawn care or something like that, you're even going to look at um, what's your attrition rate. Yeah. Do you lose 4% of your clients every month and how do you replace those? And so um, all of those things are built out into our target budget. 
like as optional things if you really want to dive in and understand how you get to the sales target that you came up with and then you can like toggle it and use it um which i should say uh for everybody watching live right now bobby and i are going to go live on my bookkeeping beer and bs facebook channel in 36 minutes <laughs> and build bobby's budget live actually like showing you exactly yeah. how to use it but so for those of you watching just up, just to be clear those of you that are watching live in the chat right now at nine o'clock eastern we're going to be in the bookkeeping beer and bs facebook group and we're going to actually have one of his templates up and we're going to go through and kind of start building one out so you can see how it works so make sure you go join that group and aaron will uh or aaron uh dan will uh get you approved before we go live yeah so so um, it starts with sales, but, but even more than that, it's understanding how you're going to get those sales. So knowing how much you need to spend on marketing, how many clients you're going to get from that marketing, salespeople, referrals, like build up the whole thing, figure out how many clients you need, what that average job size is when you serve those clients. That's how you get to that sales number. So you can put a sales target out there, but then I think it pays to reverse engineer and be like, what do I actually need to do and achieve to make that sales target come true? Because just throwing it out there is, is yeah. it, helps, it helps set that finish line for you, yep. that goal for you, but it doesn't necessarily help you achieve it. So well, not to it. get too far into the weeds on this one little topic, but it made more sense kind of in my old uh, career uh, when I was in security because we did, uh, you know, we would get salespeople and they had to go out and self-generate stuff. So, mm-hmm. you know, we would say, okay, if we hire a guy, his quota is X to keep his job. So what we would do there is set the, the revenue target, and then that would let us build out, okay, we need this many salespeople in order to, to hit the target. But in our businesses, generally speaking, uh, it, the people that are watching, um, they're kind of, they don't necessarily do it that way. Most of us are, uh, not all of us, but most of us are you know paying for, for leads through marketing and so on and so forth. Um, so that's why we kind of need to flip that a little bit from the way I've done it in the past, because... I can't just set that number and say, okay, well, I need to go hire this many people. I mean, I kind of could, but that's not how my business is built. So uh, reverse, we've got to say, okay, how much money are we going to spend on marketing and what can we get from that plus the repeat, plus the uh, referrals, plus the, uh, uh, I don't remember, you know, what, what else we got in there. And then once we have that number, then we can start doing the math going down. Yep, yep. Okay. So once, once we have the sales number, um, everything else, all of your expenses – should just be a percent of your sales. Um, now you're going to have some costs that are very like locked in and fixed and I'll explain those, but let me quick, like run through the buckets and how to think about them. So yeah. well, what's a bucket, because I, I, you know, that term, like, like I drink my beer out of, it's a bucket. A bucket yeah. Bucket. <laughs> you know um, what? I've actually, I'm up here at the office, but I actually have, it's a cider, but I actually have some alcohol. Can I grab one Dan and join you? Hell yeah. I, well, I forgot. Empty, so you can drink without me until oh. we have bookkeeping beer and BS time. Okay. I have a margarita going actually, but nice. somebody drank it. Oh no, it's not a twist off. How do I open this son of a bitch? I don't even have a, I'm not, I'll work on this. So it's, keep talking. Like, slam on the edge of the desk. Don't cut yourself, Bobby. Oh, I, don't, right. I don't know how to do this. No injuries before ice fishing. Hold on. I got this. I'm going to slam this on the desk. That's what I was saying. All right. Yeah. No broken glass. We're good. All right. Carry on. Yeah. Carry on. Um, so, so, when I mean when I say buckets, I mean like groups of types of expenses that your brain manages together, and that are you make strategic decision decisions around in your business, whether you realize it or not. So, but you, I see. I still think you're you use that word bucket, but most of us don't. So give give two examples of a bucket on your PL. So bucket A would be cost of goods sold, or like cost of services, and what falls in that bucket. That is all the expenses that directly relate to the work being done at the job site. So if it happens at the job or if the guys got it on them out at the job site or the gals got it on them out at the job site, cost of goods sold. Okay. Um, so bucket, group of expenses, category of expenses. Yeah. What's a nut- So what's give one more bucket expense or one more bucket example. Um, let me go with like fixed overhead expenses. That's another bucket. I'm like getting as far away from cogs as I can to just create some separation. Mm-hmm. Fixed overhead expenses would be stuff that doesn't generate revenue for you. Hence why it's called overhead. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like waste cost. So it, it would be me. I'm, I'm, I'm in that bucket, right? No, no, you're not. A general um, manager? 
No, you're in the admin bucket, which is kind of the same. Uh, but but yeah. fixed fixed overhead. Oh, fair, fair, fair. Yeah, yeah. Fixed overhead would be the costs that you like contract or negotiate and that are locked in, and you're just kind of stuck with this infrastructure, whether you grow your business or not. Um, these costs kicked my ass when COVID hit. Um, mm-hmm. Like we have some infrastructure heavy businesses. Same. And when revenue tanks, you can't get rid of these costs. There are things like liability insurance, auto insurance, rent, your software, your utilities, like all these things are pretty much stuck. Um, dues and subscriptions, like I'm in the Conquer program, my 750 bucks was still 750 bucks, even when my revenue got cut in half, right? Yeah. Um, so these fixed expenses don't change even when your revenue comes down and you're locked in and there's not a whole lot you can do about it in the short term. So that's another right. group. So that's a bucket. Okay. So that's good. I just want to make sure the listeners got that. So, so you're in, in the P and L we got the overall bucket. And then inside of that, you've got the each line item. So your cogs bucket, as you were talking about, has your technician labor has, you know, if you're a pressure washer, it's got your bleach, it's got your chemicals in there. It's got your, uh, small tools, you know? So if you're buying things basically cheaper than a pressure washer, pretty much, you know, that would, that would fall in there. Um, uh, stuff like that. Yep. Yeah. Customer damages and repairs. If you damage something out of the job site, it's yeah. happening at the job, it goes in there. So, so no matter which service business you're in, and, and uh, we won't get into exact percentages on this show. Cause if you want to see that, just go download the target budget and you'll see what it is. They're be. on there. Yeah. Yep. And check out bookkeeping beer and BS. But so, so real quick, high level, the five categories, five groups, the five buckets, um, and how to think about them are cost of goods sold, which is anything that's happening out in the field. And you are measuring the productivity of your people in the field with that bucket. Are they cost effective when they go do work? Are they producing effectively and are they using equipment and supplies effectively? Your next bucket is marketing. That one kind of speaks for itself, but it's basically anything you're paying to generate leads and get them in the door. Yep. So whether it's the, and, and marketing could be like the ad spend. It could also be the guy you pay to do your ads, your SEO or your social media. It could also be your web costs or like infrastructure costs, but costs to get leads in the door and make it pretty. Responsibility we even put into marketing because it's, it's a sales tool. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Um, I know you even put your salespeople into that like sales and marketing bucket. Yep. Um, the next bucket where we would generally put salespeople, but I, I don't disagree with your logic of including them in marketing, but the next bucket is admin, which is generally stuff that's not out producing revenue, not generating leads, and just kind of happens in the office. Um, so it'd be your office manager, it'd be a virtual assistant. So there's a labor component to it. We would include salespeople in there. They're kind of the, if the marketing generates the lead, the salesperson closes the lead. So we put them in admin but I, I could be interchangeable. Um, office supplies and expenses, bookkeeping fees, if you're using a bookkeeping service like ours, legal fees or profession, any other like professional fees would fall into that admin bucket. It's generally happening in an office. Um, and to your point, Bobby, that's like your general manager. Mm-hmm. It's not producing revenue. You need to get a return on it. They need to be growing <laughs> your business, but they're, they're, a, they're, a, they're a wasted cost, yeah. right? Um, they're not... It's hard to tell if they're, it's really easy to tell if your people in the field are being productive. You can see how much revenue they did that day. And you can say, this is how much revenue you did and here's how much you cost me. And therefore I can tell if you're productive. Yeah. Really hard to tell if your admin people are productive. It so is. that can get like really fat. Back to the meat reference, you might have to do some butcher in there. Mm-hmm. Um, so the next two buckets, I already talked about one. These are the last two fixed overhead the ones that are really sticky and a pain in the ass to get rid of when your revenue shrinks and are awesome expenses when your revenue is growing and you've got them locked in for a mm-hmm. period of time because your revenue keeps going up and these expenses don't go up. Um, the final bucket would be variable overhead. So it's kind of like fixed overhead in that it doesn't really produce revenue. It just kind of happens and it's dead weight, but it, when it happens, it's one-time expenses it's repairs and maintenance, right? Your vehicle doesn't break down on a regular recurring basis. Yeah. All of a sudden the transmission goes out well, and you have a $2,000 bill or whatever. Um, so it feels it, like my vehicles do. Your, your vehicles definitely do. Um, <laughs> it, your vehicles run into stuff more often than other people's vehicles. Yeah. Um, I got to get that. I got to get rid of the beer cooler in the technician trucks. You know what I mean? That's, I think that's the problem we got. That could have something to do with it. 
I tell um, them not to start drinking until noon. The sons of bitches, they pull up to their first job. They're already, you know, just, boy. Yeah, I know, I know. Trust me, I'm from Wisconsin. I know. Um, but so, so variable would be things where something happens or an opportunity presents itself, and then you make a decision on the spot to spend money. So whereas fixed expenses are like predetermined, proactive, you made a thoughtful decision, variable expenses are usually like reactive, something happened or you have an opportunity and you spend money on it. Meals and entertainment, travel, uh, education and events, like going to ResponsaCon or something like that. They're not recurring expenses. You make a decision whether you're gonna do them or not. Um, So each one of those buckets, the reason why we use those five buckets is because the how you make the decisions and who you're managing and holding accountable to those decisions is different in each category. So if you have a cost to get sold problem, you're not efficient in the field. You're holding your manager accountable. That's managing the people in the field. If you have a marketing issue, you're holding your marketing person, which is maybe you accountable for, you need to get better marketing results. Mm-hmm. If it's admin wise, you're probably just fat and you have too many people sitting around in the office, not generating revenue. If it's fixed expenses, you're bad at negotiating. And if it's variable expenses, you lack frugality. Each one of those things is totally different. Um, and how you manage them is totally different. So hence the five buckets. All right. So that's good stuff. Uh, real quick, uh, chat room. If you guys have any questions for Dan, throw them in the chat. I'm not positive that we're going to be able to get to them, but if you have the questions, the listeners on the podcast are probably going to have some similar questions. So it'd probably be really good content for everybody. We'll try to get to those, but Dan and I kind of have a hard stop here in a little bit because we got a, another stream that we're doing, you know, here in a little bit, but so Dan, we've got the basics, you know, someone might that that's never done this stuff. They may need to go back and re-listen to what you said a time or two, just because it's new information to them. But we got the, the general concept of what we're planning now. So the very first thing we're going to do is we're going to plan our marketing strategy for 2021. Um, and you get to determine what that is. You might have, you know, $500 for marketing next year. That's cool. That's good to know. And now we can start building that marketing strategy around that 500 bucks. And then it allows us to build everything else. So on step one, now we're not doing a visual on this particular stream because this is audio for the podcast. We're going to do the visual on your video and your Facebook group here in a little bit. But what's step one for someone if they say, okay, I'm going to go into next year with a plan. I'm going to yourblueskies.com slash J-N-E. You click on the, the little drop down that says, you know, free sheet. Then you find the industry that you're in, you click on it, it sends you the sheet. Uh, what's what's like kind of step one, step two, step three? Not the whole thing, but what's the first couple of steps that uh, people can do? And then they can go dig in and watch your videos that uh, really describes it really well for them. I would, I would even say there's a couple videos. There's an intro video that explains how to use the sheet. So like watch that to get to understand how to navigate it just so you know what's where and what to mess with and what not to mess with. Mm-hmm. Um, Cause it's, it's built out for you, but it's still a very intense budget spreadsheet. And so it can be broken, right? Mm-hmm. Like there's a lot of shit and a lot of formulas going on in there. So watch the video. So you know what to mess with and whatnot. I would say it's built to be customized to you. You can take it and run with it, but every business is in a different place. Mm-hmm. So first thing you should do is go look at what you did last year. If like, if you're in QuickBooks or something like that to like see what percentage you spent on different things, that gives you just a barometer. If you're running out of your bank account um, and you're not there yet, I'd say the first thing you should do is probably get a bookkeeper that can do that stuff for you and get stuff going to the right mm-hmm. spot. It's like, well, no, no, they shouldn't get a bookkeeper. They should get Dan at Blue Skies Admin Services. So go to yourblueskies.com slash J-N-E and get Dan as your bookkeeper. Carry on. Boom. So getting things into the right spot to start with, like always the best time to start measuring stuff was yesterday. The next best time is today, right? So, mm-hmm. so don't wait. Just There's no right time to start bookkeeping. The right time would have been yesterday. The next best <laughs> time is today. So, yeah. so get started measuring stuff so you know what you're doing. Um as you're going through that budget sheet, you want to be customizing it for, for what you actually expect. Now, this is a target budget, so it's not built to say, here's what you did last year and you're going to keep doing that. It's built to say, here's what you should be doing. Um, but 
budgets are also meant to help you understand where you actually expect to fall. And you can tinker with it and say, what if I do this or what if I do that? So it's built to be customized where you can easily override the percentage target that I have in there with, with your own percentage and say, yeah, Dan's got 5% here, but I'm going to be more like 8% or whatever the case is. You can also say, um, I know this, this works good for fixed costs. I know my insurance bill is 800 bucks a month. So my sales are moving all over the place, but my insurance bill is going to be the same every single month next year. So I don't want to say it's 2% of sales because my sales are up and down and I know my insurance bill isn't going to change. So it's got a spot where you just type in the dollar amount and it'll override the percentage and then carry on the dollar amount for like an expense that you yeah. already know you're going to have. Well, and, so and I think, it, sorry to interrupt, but I think another thing to know is um, you have, you, Dan, when you create these things, you have to have kind of like a benchmark of saying, okay, I'm building this for this type of business. Cause you can't say percentages aren't going to be the same for uh, the, the owner operator in year one as they are for a more mature company in year seven. Um, you know, you're, depending on where you pay, if you pay yourself like you should, and you pay yourself as a technician, because that's what you are when you're the owner operator, um, your cogs are going to be in line, but you're like, admin expenses are going to be ridiculously low in a, you know, in a good way. So those are things that, uh, you know, where Dan's saying these percentages are kind of starting points, they will vary quite a bit. So Dan, do you have any in your instructional videos or in the sheet itself? Is there any commentary on okay if you're a year one guy versus you're more established and maybe a, a, a level four type of business owner is there any of that in there to help those guys out i didn't um know and the reason why not is because i actually am working with aaron parker to build some lean and mean budgets mm -hmm. for the solopreneurs that are a guy and helper mm -hmm. once you once you start scaling the business these percentages hold pretty well it's when you're the one out in the field doing all the work and maybe you're just taking distributions and not a wage that you really need to look at things a little differently. And so I built some lean and mean budgets that Aaron and I are going to talk about that are specific to that group. Mm -hmm. um, the percentages I've used in our target budgets are for the scaling business that's starting to hire employees and building some infrastructure out and knowing like, as you do that, where to draw the line like how much did you spend on rent how much did you spend on this thing are you biting off more than you can mm -hmm. chew than your business can afford just uh, just out of curiosity just 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 curious uh what's the net look like on those lean and mean um budgets you know that bottom line on there i mean the net percentage wise it's high right? yeah that's why i'm yeah very little infrastructure so um i want to i i don't even know they're they're in process right now oh, okay. i want to say like the net, assuming you're not paying yourself a wage, assuming it's all like just income to the business, which the IRS is going to treat it as such, right? Mm -hmm. And then you got to decide how much you're going to take out of it. I want to say it's like 50 to 70%, depending on the business. Damn, yeah. So so like pressure washing, the net's going to be a little bit lower because you have more invested in equipment. Mm -hmm. um, but your sales can be higher. So yep. the percentage lower but your income can still be really good because you're going to be able to sell more than say somebody that's just cleaning windows their sales are going to be a little bit lower but their spend on supplies is you know a ladder and a bucket and a squeegee so they're going to have a better percentage just lower sales that they're taking it on yeah gotcha um, so anyway those I, we do have a lean and mean window cleaning and a lean and mean pressure washing budget that i actually sent aaron an email today to say hey let's look at this friday so we can roll these puppies out too. So there's more target budgets coming. Yeah. Um, but so I'd say, so back to the question of like, what are the first couple steps? One, watch the video on how to just use the sheet. So you know what you're messing with. Um, then kind of go through and look at the percentages and the buckets just to wrap your mind around where should you be spending stuff. Um, then I'd say just throw in a sales number. There's a line where you just type and I show you where to do this in the intro video. You just type in your sales target. Don't mess around with how much am I going to spend on marketing and all that stuff. Like for starters, just fill one out. And all it takes to fill one out is put in your sales by month for next year, what mm -hmm. you want to shoot for. And it's going to fill out all of your expenses. It'll literally fill out the rest of your budget for you for the rest of your year. All you have to do is fill out 12 cells. So start there and like scroll through and be like, yeah, okay, it makes sense. Or like, yeah, that's, that's not me. Um, 
get a look at it. And then if you want to start diving in, there's a tab for sales and marketing and you can fill it out and mess with it. And if you like it, or if you think it's realistic, you just hit a button that says use, and then it spits everything into the other budget sheet. Yeah. And there's one for payroll and you can fill it out and say, I pay my guys this commission. And here's how much I think they're going to produce. And here's how I pay my admin people. And if you like it, you hit a button that says use and it pulls it into the budget sheet. I'm really excited to dig into this thing. I just downloaded it just a little, you know, probably an hour or so ago. And, uh, I'm really excited to dig into this. I think it's going to be, uh, the tools I've had in the past have been great, but I think this is going to be really awesome and much, much easier than it has been for me in the past. So good stuff. Maybe it's the easy part of it is it's up to you how like easy you want to make it or how much you really want to like totally dig in. Like somebody could make it really hard Mm -hmm. in a good way of they're they're totally nerding out on it and like breaking the thing down and testing and creating different versions of it i don't expect tons of people to do that um (laughs) but as a nerdy accountant i would totally have like here's my best case budget here's my you know some shit hits the fan and here's everything hits the fan how am i am i still in business when everything hits the fan yeah um if covid happens again next year what happens (laughs) Go ahead and answer that one. <laughs> oh shit! Yeah, that's yeah. Is there is there a COVID section in your in your sheet? Yeah, yeah. It has it has a bunch of maracas and tequila bottles shaking. And yeah. COVID nineteen, COVID twenty. That's kind of what my 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 lockdown experience was. It was a whole lot of tequila and and um, a whole lot of Call of Duty. So. <laughs> Are we not still in lockdown? Because I was just having a margarita before this. Well. I don't know, something like that. Listen, Dan, I'm not, I'm not keeping track, man. You drink all the, Dan, you, you drink all the, all the tequila you want, my friend. So, okay. So, so we've got the guys started here. You know, I mean, the, the, honestly, we're, we're talking about it audibly. It probably would be easier. Just download the thing and, and, um, and, and there's instructions in there and there's videos where you walk people through it, which I haven't even watched the videos yet myself, but, um, I don't need to because I'm, kind of good friends yeah I'm, I'm your buddy but um the uh uh let, let me just say this listeners you know i i unapologetically you know sell stuff and that doesn't matter if it's um journey of a new entrepreneur you know pushing response a bit or or my course or whatever because i believe in what i've got uh but i also just like you guys i unapo- well you should unapologetically always sell your stuff too, you know, your businesses and things out there. Um, and the reason I say that is I really do want to encourage you guys, uh, look into what Dan has to offer here. Now the, these budget sheets, they are free. Don't know if they're going to stay that way. And that's not like, I don't think Dan's using like a sales tactic to try to say, go download them. But, uh, you know, the, the budget sheets are free. It doesn't cost you a penny, but if you're someone that's really serious about, um, I would say if you really want to aggressively grow your business, you seriously need to consider reaching out to uh, Blue Skies on with help on the bookkeeping because Dan doesn't, uh, Dan's team, they don't just, um, you know, punch the numbers in and, and then hit enter and, and then move on. Um, you know, they're, they're kind of uh, consultants, really. You know, they, they know the service industry and they know what they're doing. And uh, it's, I would say, uh, Dan, you've probably been the single biggest impact on my business since I've started using, uh, using you guys. And I said that one. Yeah, stop that, Kurt Kempton. That's right. <laughs> well, I said, since I started using you, I started using response a bit before I started. Oh, okay. Using oh, yeah. I love you, <laughs> But, um, but guys in all seriousness, check, check Dan out. Um, check his services, go to your slash J N E. Um, and at the very least, just get the free stuff, you know, get the, get this free budgeting, uh, template and, um, and use the damn thing because it will make a difference. And let me tell you, if you get in there and you use it and like we were talking about at the beginning, and if you do it a little wrong, you're still way closer to your target than if you didn't do it at all, you, you will get further planning than you will if you shoot from the hip don't don't celebrate you know ignorance don't don't celebrate um you know stupidity if i want to use a harsh word and say i'm just gonna you know 
let it happen and I'll, I'll, you know, I make good decisions on my feet. Maybe you do. But the, the fact is, it's hard to grow a business. It's hard to scale a business. And the reason most people don't plan, it's not because you're good at shooting from the hip. It's because it's easy to shoot from the hip. Say it's scary growing a business. Yeah. And amateurs play it by ear. You know, amateurs do that. The pro is going to be the one that builds it. So I don't care if you use Dan. Well, I do care in the sense that I want everyone to win. And I want my buddy Dan to his business to grow. And I want you to be successful. So I can, you know, say, yeah, go use Dan because both of you guys win. But I don't care if you use Dan's shit. I don't care if you use the services. I don't care if you, if you use a sheet. I don't care if you get a notepad and a p- piece of paper. But plan your 2021. And this is just the P&L side of it. I've got to do a whole other podcast about planning just for your goals, you know, just like, you know, not your, re- your revenue goals, but like your life goals, leadership goals, development goals, and all that stuff. You got to plan it. Zig Ziglar, one of his favorite quotes was, if you aim at nothing, you're going to hit it every time. So don't be that guy. So Dan, I, I think there's only one or two in there, but I'm going to scan chat real quick. So respond to whatever, and let me look at the chat room real fast, see if there's any good questions for everybody here. Check it out. So one of the things, um, like bookkeeping, uh, budgeting pro tip that, that nobody catches, but is built into this spreadsheet, um, is it, depending on how you pay your employees, assume you've got employees, depending on how you pay them. Uh, if you pay weekly, you're going to have several months of the year that have five payrolls and not just four, right? There's an average of 4.3 weeks in a month. So some months have four payrolls, some have five. And if you don't know that and understand that, you're going to hit a month like October was this year and your cost of goods sold is going to be freaking terrible because you had 25% more payroll just because there was another payroll in the month, even though it's not like you had more working days. Um, that is built into the spreadsheet. It understands how that works, when the five payroll months are. Yeah. Um, likewise, if you do... Um, Bi-weekly, you've got two months next year that have three payrolls instead of two, which is like, that's a 50% increase in those months in your wages. So um, just like, there's so many like nuances to how to think about your business and understand when the money comes and when the money goes. And I tried to build all that stuff in, even like the, so 2021, February has 20 business days, March has 23 business days. You're going to get a 15 percent sales increase in march without doing a damn thing you don't do anything because there's 15 percent more days there's 15 percent more days in that month than the month before so if you're not realizing that planning on producing that much revenue in that month and knowing how much you can produce per day you're just uh you're just missing some things and again this is just built into the spreadsheet so you don't have to think about it so dan there's a uh there may only be one that really is going to apply here but got one real good question i think and I know we kind of talked about the fact that your sheets do this, but still worth talking about. And we got about three minutes. So we got to get off here. Uh, Zach says, is there an overall rule of thumb for the amount of marketing budget we should put into our business? How much or what percentage of gross revenue should we uh, allot for marketing? Um, if you're in exterior cleaning, 15%. If you're 10%. in like aggressive growth mode type of thing. Right. I wouldn't say aggressive. I'd say if you're in like steady-ish growth mode, mm-hmm. if you're in aggressive growth mode, you can push 20. Mm-hmm. If you're in, uh, you know, keep the lights on and status quo, five to 10. Mm-hmm. 15 is a good, like, you're not, you're not, uh, and Bobby, we've talked about this before. Like if you grow too fast, you're going to have no money, right? Marketing yeah. is expensive and, and growth is really expensive. In there. If you start growing, 20, if you spend 20% or more on marketing, you'll have $0 left. You'll grow like crazy and you'll have a lot of money later, but you won't have a lot of money now versus if you're in the 10 to 15 range, it saves you some money now. So um, it's it's very much a risk appetite thing, but I'd say 15 is a good like aggressive, but you still leave yourself some some money to, to take home at the end of the day too. Nice, very good, very good. And I think that, let's see here, um, just still scanning here. I was trying to pay attention to you and the chat. Um, uh, I think that's it, man. I, th- I don't think there's any other, uh, good, good question. Well, I shouldn't say good. There's just really no other questions. These guys are all just kind of talking to each other in here. They're not listening to us, Dan. So 
noticed that. I noticed that. There's some banter going on, but I didn't participate. <laughs> Nobody would know that I'm DeVilbers anyway. So. Oh, I forgot that was you. I forgot that was. I you was gonna. Name. I was gonna say something like Bobby's a piece of shit. <laughs> well, listen, Dan. Uh, I can't thank you enough for the the value that you're bringing to our industry. You know, you started doing some, uh, you know, this past year, you know, in 2020, you've really come on strong. You've built a really good Facebook group. It's got about a thousand members in there. That's built all around bookkeeping, beer, and BS, all three of those things. There's a heavy emphasis on the beer and BS uh, when I'm in there. But uh, <laughs> the but uh, I appreciate what you're doing for us because you're giving a crap ton of free content. Obviously, you've got a living to make, and obviously, you got businesses you're trying to grow, and you want to pick up recruiting clients and, and bookkeeping clients and all that stuff. But but you're doing awesome stuff. I appreciate the fact that you've been always very generous to my channel and, and providing great content and value here. Uh, what do you want to pitch? What do you want to push? Where, where do you want people to go if they want to get in touch with you? Just head her over to yourblueskies.com, and there's it's not the tastiest website in the slash world. Janie. Slash Janie. Slash But if you... Um, right at the top of your slash JNE if you're going to actually use us for bookkeeping because then you get a discount for finding us through Bobby. Um, you save like half on setup fees. So the the templates, the target budgets, if you just go to yourblueskies.com, like one of the drop downs is get the damn temp, template budgets. And there's no, that's perks. on the JNE thing. I'm looking at it right now. Is it on the JNE yeah. thing too? Yeah, okay, yeah. So go to slash JNE. Um, but go get that target budget. Fill out the form that sends me your contact info so I know the hell about you and I can keep in touch with you. And then just get, get over to Bookkeeping Beer and BS, join that group, um, and I'll just keep putting free stuff out there and valuable content so you can make more money. Awesome. Guys, thank you for watching. And remember, if you're not doing the things that you want to be doing in life, you better have a damn good reason for it. But if you're not pursuing those things, there's no good reason for it. Peace out.